You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rush, your host, and this is episode number 171. Thanks so much for joining me today. I have an awesome guest. I just, you know, the moment I met him, I loved his energy, I loved his passion, and I love the focus that he is using with his business because he's helping other people be success, you know, find success through his marketing strategies, but it's just the focus on helping people achieve their dreams. So just that extra focus on kind of service. So I can't wait for you to hear from him. His name is Vince. Welcome. Um, he is an MBA and founder and CEO of the marketing automation firm, Automated Dreams. Don't you love that name? He's in Portland, Oregon. He helps transformational leaders and businesses scale their positive impact in the world through automation, conversational marketing, and mentors leaders to work smarter, not harder. So welcome, Vince. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being, I really appreciate you inviting me on this show. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, for everyone to hear about your work again. Like, you know, there's so many marketing firms out there, and uh, so really, what I think sets you apart is just your passion for helping people really achieve their dreams. I love that that passion focus. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I realized early on that, you know, I had my own entrepreneurial dreams and um, I didn't want to continue working for someone that didn't align with my dreams. And um, I, I think that now, uh, you know, that sort of thought process transfers over to how I hire people. I, I hire other entrepreneurs um, and, and try to empower them. So smart, too, because, I mean, you have a great culture. You know, you've been with intention even designing the internal culture of your business, which will, of course, uh, create the experience that people will have in in working with you. Exactly. I mean, equal emphasis on customers and employees. Yeah. So what experiences motivated you the most to make this unique impact in the world? Um, I was fortunate enough to sort of start my career out of my MBA working for an author called Sark and that stands for Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, um, but she's famous for like her own handwriting. She handwrites, you know, 200, 300 page books. Oh my gosh. Um, I can barely write anything anymore. (laughs) I know. We had Sark font. I remember that. And, um, no, she's just a, a great character, great, great person. And, uh, one of the things she taught is like uh, entrepreneurship, and I know she she teamed up one time with Suzanne Evans, and I think the program was called Suckling Wild Entrepreneurs, and that's where I knew that you know I could make an impact outside of what I was doing, and so yeah, my work with her um, you know gave me the courage to go out there and, and do it at a young age rather than than wait around. <laughs> awesome. So what impact have you made that really fuels your passion? I mean, everyone who's out there trying to make an impact in the world has those tough days and 
challenges and you know you got to have that tenacity and it's really that passion that that fuels us so is there a, a specific outcome that you've helped create for a client that really you know that you can kind of go back to and say oh my gosh this is why I do what I do yeah, I mean, I have to say the impact that really fuels me, it's it's the the impact on employees and team members um, more than the client. I don't know if I should be saying that, but... Oh, that's yeah, okay. Um, you, know, that, you know, hiring entrepreneurs, and I, I know they have their own dreams, and we talk about, you know, what's your exit plan? Because I know it's you're not going to want to be with us for, you know, five, ten years. Um, if it's three years, like, you know, great. Like, what are the tools you need to learn or what are the strategies you need to learn to be successful outside of automated dreams? Um, and so some of our team members have gone off to do their own entrepreneurial pursuit. Um, one of our project managers, she went off and she has her own SaaS product now. Um, another one started a car sharing company, um, sort of like a what's that car to go or get around, but in Argentina, in Mendoza. Um, and that's just been, yeah, that's been great to watch people like leave and do that. Um, some still work for us part time, but some just leave out right. And I'm, I'm glad to have helped them, you know, uh, jump off and, and do that pursuit. Um, and just recently I was talking to, uh, I was being interviewed for, um, I won't say the company, but for one of the companies we're certified with, um, and the lady interviewed me afterwards. She's like, "Yeah, like you're really inspiring me." She's like, "I really wanted to start and do something myself. Like, I want to go out and you know be an entrepreneur, but I'm kind of scared. Like, what what, what should I do?" I'm like, "You know what? Just go do it." <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's never a better time than now. You're never going to be more planned. Like, just go do it. I know you can do it. And then through the grapevine, I heard last week that she put in her, you know, a couple weeks notice. And I was like, and I reached out, I'm like, was that me? She's like, yeah, like you gave me the push. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, I so love that. And it's, I mean, you don't hear that often, like come and work for me for a bit because ultimately I hope you launch. And what that tells me is that you have people working for you that are passionate, have the tenacity. I mean, there's a, there's a wiring to be an entrepreneur, as I know, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's not a good or a bad, it's just like there is, you know, but you got to kind of have that special drive and tenacity and flexibility and courage to be an entrepreneur. And so that tells me a bit about the culture in your organization. And I love that not only is your impact about helping your clients, uh, but also the people working for you and that you're giving them that opportunity to you know, make some money while they learn some really useful skills uh, that they will likely need as an entrepreneur, get paid for it, <laughs> get paid for the learning, and then go out and do their own thing. I'm curious how many of them end up being clients. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, two of them <laughs> so far. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I want everyone to be happy. I don't want them to lie to me. Like, um, from a resource planning standpoint, like we have like check-in meetings, like, you know, what's going on? Like how much more time can you devote? Like just to get to know what's going on in their own entrepreneurial world. So we can, can, we can sort of phase them out and plan that that's probably the hardest part. Um, it's, it's hard to plan with resources that, you know, are going to be exiting soon. Um, but I mean, the smart thing is, is that because you're, uh, leaving the space for having those real conversations, at least you can plan. I mean, shoot. I work with so many companies and a lot of them get blindsided because someone's afraid to share their, you know, their next step uh, ideas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as a small organization, we, we have 
think 22 people now. Like, one person leaving out of the blue really puts a wrench in things. Yeah, and I can't imagine that happens to you very often because they can feel yeah. confident in sharing with you. So smart again, I will have to say. <laughs> it has its own complications, but yeah, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, then you have the challenge of filling that position and, you know, bringing someone up to speed to gain that efficiency. And you probably have to, you know, either overload someone someone else or yourself for a period, maybe, but at least you have that planning time. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, it's, yeah that's, a, that's a challenge we haven't overcome yet. So looking forward to finding that solution in 2021. Yeah, great. Well, and I'm sure we can uh, assure your clients or potential clients who are listening that it doesn't impact <laughs> their experience with you. Definitely no, no, not at all. <laughs> internal pressure, not external. Yeah, so, I mean, we had to we had to pause selling for the first time, like a two week to four week just pause, like wait list, which is the first time it's ever happened. Wow, good um, problem to have. But just because we, yeah, because we got so busy, and I'm like, you know, if I if we sell more, we're just going to impact the service that we're delivering. So just got to wait till recruiting, like the due diligence and recruiting is done. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the biggest internal or external challenge you've had to overcome? I guess beyond <laughs> your staffing and turnover, that is um, really uh, your plan for. Uh, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a continual like trying to overcome it when it pops up, but it's I think it's a mix of the imposter syndrome and being like an on, young entrepreneur. Um, I think last week was the first time we actually hired someone that was younger than me. So, <laughs> so this, this whole time, like, you know, I'm on strategy calls with, you know, other automation specialists, but they're like 45, 50. And I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm your boss. Like, so it's just, it's really weird that that's been a challenge. Um, but <clears throat> you know, my mentors have told me that, you know, it's good that you're a young entrepreneur in this space. Like you should use it to your advantage. Um, you know, people with tech, people tend to implicitly trust young people more with technology. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to use that to my advantage. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. And the fresh, the fresh perspective that you bring, I'm sure and the energy and all of that. I mean, as a bit older person, <laughs> I can say that, um, yeah, it's, um, I think the energy of, um, a young person is, is awesome. Uh, in the in the new fresh perspectives and all of that, right? So, um, how do you stay motivated and moving during tough times? Like, I know today's a little bit of a tough day. So, you know what what's going to keep you moving today? Yeah, I mean, um, was it people said they need to have work life balance, and for me, like you know, work is life, and like there's no such thing as work life balance. So usually, like I. I, I travel a lot, so this year has been super hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so instead of, you know, I relied on mentors that I've built up um, in my life. Um, just, you know, weekly, every other week check-ins with certain mentors um, just to, to keep me motivated and on track. Because um, without them, yeah, I just, it's hard to stay motivated. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, and help you probably de design those next steps. You know, as an entrepreneur, I... Um... I use the term blend 
instead of balance. Because really what I have found is most of the time when someone has that entrepreneurial wiring, they also have this tendency to do a 24-7 blend. It's, you know, over the course of almost 30 years of like coaching and, and working with people inside of organizations, I definitely see like, so there is this particular wiring of someone who, you know, whether they're working for themselves or others, has the mentality of a punch in and punch out. You know, and right. so very like stark edges, you know, to each part of their life. And in general, entrepreneurs have more of that blend where uh, we do have to make sure that like one aspect of our life isn't like totally taking over the rest. But what I love in a person, in, you know, and again, it's not a good or a bad, it's just how we're each wired and then, you know, giving grace when how we're wired doesn't serve us well and, and creating workarounds. But, um, and then embracing and and celebrating how we're wired. And so for me, I love that because I have that 24-7 blend, I can pay attention to when I have the most energy, you know, and the most focus. So for instance, I'm a morning person. So I know that I'm going to do my high focus activities first thing in the morning. My husband, who's also an entrepreneur, you know, he's a night person. So it's funny where he'll like he'll want me to like have some in-depth conversation late at night and I'll be like, oh, you know, my brain just kind of isn't there, you know, and then same thing. I might try to talk to him a little too early in the morning about something. So we kind of have to have those discussions midday. But with the 24-7 blend, like we can be like effective use of our time. You know, back when I, you know, used to go to the grocery store and so that I have everything <laughs> delivered, I could all, you know, I would always go when other people were not there. You know, some people don't have that luxury. So I think there are definite advantages of having a 24-7 blend. Again, as long as we're intentional about making sure that the work that we love doesn't overshadow everything. I'm, I'm also way more of a morning person. And I know that like at around 2.30, like things start to go downhill. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Like uh, I keep on forgetting to block out my calendar, and like all these six thirty p.m. calls pop up. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm just what am I doing myself? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, but um. Yeah. So embrace yeah, no, I, the blend. Embrace the blend. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to have like these hard cutoffs. Like, yeah, I'm turning everything off at five p.m. And like that just doesn't work all the time as you're building a business and. Yeah, this past month has been working every day, and I'm like, this is not healthy either, but right. for short stints, it's fine, and as long as it's, yeah, I have to, like, realize as long as it's not, like, all reactionary work, then I'm building up equity in something, um, so a blend of reactionary and precautionary, like, work and planning. <laughs> Ooh, I like month. that, reactionary and precautionary. I might have to adopt that, because <laughs> I'm often talking about, because, yeah, when you're running... And trying to gain efficiency or something in your business, it's so hard to carve out that investment time versus the doing time. But um, reactionary and precautionary, I like that. I like that. And it's good that yeah, you're I mean, doing I just, that. I just sent a message to someone on my team today because like, we, we have a client and everything right now has been reactionary and it's just not working. I'm like, look, we need to carve out two hours this week mm-hmm. to completely like, just debrief, map out. Like, what do we need to do like to plan? Because if we're just reacting to problems as they come up we're going to build this frankenstein system for a client and it's the same thing with your business if you're just always in a reactionary mode you're going to have this frankenstein monster that's that's always breaking and as you're growing it's going to be impossible to scale and like that's exactly what i teach my clients not to do 
Um, yes. So, oh yeah. my gosh. Exactly. And it's so great. Like I have this um, foundation I've been working with since March. They're actually the last client I was with in person, <laughs> March 12th. But um, it's so funny because I I immediately started talking to their leadership team about process improvement and carving out the time. And, you know, and I got so much pushback initially. And, but... <laughs> You know, but I put it on their radar. It wasn't even on the radar at the time. They didn't kind of realize the hiccups that they were creating over and over and over, you know, by trying to just shove through work, doing it the same way. So once it was on their radar, it was interesting because now I was just on a on a leadership team zoom with them on Friday afternoon and they are all about process improvement. Now it is like a huge, (laughs) huge list, you know, thing that's on their list for 2021. And I love it. I'm like, yes, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Cause they now see like, man, when you add that efficiency, which again, it is painful to find the time to do it. But when you add that, you recapture time that you can now use with intention to do that next thing. You know, if you're, if the initial work that you're doing now is easier and more efficient, you get to do more. Yeah, it's hard. It is. And and I always say like, if you're doing that extra time for a sprint, but you can't do a sprint like for a marathon length, right? So yeah, you can do the sprints for bits, but definitely need that rejuvenation time for sure. Totally yeah. <laughs> so tell me what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make an impact in the world? Yeah, um, I, I think it's a common theme I see with a lot of entrepreneurs or people wanting to make an impact. It's, you know, they just wait and they're waiting to have like a fully cohesive plan from A to Z and they never do. And so they never make an impact because they're too busy with work or things come up. But I, I really think it just it starts off as a seed and an idea and inspiration. And you need to have this whole plan thought out to start making an impact. I love that. Um, I was just talking with someone about that today on my little uh, walk and, you know, my exercise and business chat um, on Clubhouse. Uh, There was someone who was new to the app and she said, oh, I haven't uh, put my profile up yet because I want to think about it some more. And, you know, and it's just like, well, just do it. Like, yeah, you're not going to have, I mean, this is a super simple example. A profile like a bio is (laughs) not much, but like, same thing applies to everything. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like don't make it perfect before you launch, you know? And once you launch, then you can answer a lot of questions. We do too much like what ifing um, sometimes, but in trying to create a plan and that, um, you know, takes into account all that we think might happen, but like just launch and tweak. You can always tweak. <laughs> Especially now during COVID. I mean, it's, it's a perfect time or, or an example where planning doesn't always work. <laughs> like sometimes you just have to hop right in and do it. Um, like we've had just like travel plans, people trying to come down here and, and things just change last minute. They keep changing. <laughs> so you have to adapt and just, yeah, like, you yeah. don't have to have this full plan for things to work out. <laughs> yes. Like perfectionism does not, that's not like a good trait in an entrepreneur because <laughs> the best laid plans um, in that. Yeah. Flexibility is so key, but yeah, just, I love it. Don't have everything figured out. Just move the Nike swoosh. Just do it. It's, it's about adaptability and resilience as well. Cause 
when you don't have a plan, things don't always work out and you know, you just have to adapt and right. be resilient and keep, keep going. Yeah. Um, have, have a, yeah. have at least some next steps planned, but like leave wiggle room always. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that you've shared today. And, uh, I know that you're going to motivate others to create their own impact. And also I think, think about how they're building a team. And, uh, you know, cause I know a lot of people who will interview to look for people who do not have the entrepreneurial spirit. Yes, there are challenges, but man, you can get some amazing, tenacious, creative people on your team. If you are also encouraging them to go out and make their own dreams happen too. So I love right. that. If you want to connect with Vince, his website is automateddreams.com. And that will also be on the show notes. So please connect with him. And are there any social media platforms or anywhere else you'd like people to connect with you? Oh, I no. No. Okay. <laughs> head to the website. Head to the website. You make our job easier with the show notes there. So head to his website to connect. I encourage you to uh, check out the services that he provides. He's amazing. And uh, thank you so much for listening today. And if you are having difficulty with uh, delegating to your team, I have a Six Simple Steps of Great Delegation ebook. You can grab one of those by going to defeatthedrama.com forward slash delegation sheet. And the link to that will also be on the show notes for today. This is episode 171. You find the show notes by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast site, and then find episode 171. And if you would like 30 minutes to just chat about what's going on in your world and get some customized strategies, I'd love to offer you free 30 minutes on my calendar to uh, create some leadership breakthrough for you. That's you can schedule with me at defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. All right. So get out there, make your big impact. And thanks so much for listening. Take care. Mm-hmm.